Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode of Women's Football Success. This is episode 2015. Glad to have you guys here. This is Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington. And real quick, the disclaimer is that I am an attorney licensed to practice law in the state of Arkansas. All the information provided on here or in print material, digital material, um, websites, etc., is all business information. It does not create an attorney client relationship between us. And therefore, if you need an attorney, Find one in your jurisdiction that has experience in the type of law that you need help with. With that being said, today's episode, I'm going to go over a couple things about player fees, practices, and player camps, and then I'm going to let you guys listen to the interview that I did earlier in the week with the Sun City Stealth from El Paso, Texas. They have a great story about their name and how they decided on it. And um, it seems like this management team really um, is excited, motivated, and passionate about women's football. And so I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. Um, with that being said, let's get into some details here real quick. There's not too much happening in women's football this week because everybody's getting ready to start practices. And so um, a lot of teams are having their uh, contract signings. And getting ready for that. Some teams have already done contract signings in December. Some wait until this first week. Um, and we, I'll share what our organization does. And you guys are welcome to do that. Or also share what your organization does. I'm going to chat today about player fees, practices, and player camps. And give you guys details about that. Now, I get it. I get it. Nobody wants to talk about player fees. Nobody wants to pay player fees. Nobody wants players to pay the player fees. Um, I guess I can start with, um, no, you know, we don't like them either. Um, owners don't like the fact that players have to pay player fees. (coughs) The idea is, is that, um, the funds need to be there to be able to cover training fees, travel expenses, equipment expenses, and those things are each individual to the player, um, I don't know of many owners that can afford to um, pay 50 football players to play football on their own. And so that is kind of where women's football is today. Now, it's been that way for, I don't know, 40, 50 years. I mean, at some points there were periods where people got paid to play, but that was typically 50 years ago when they were trying to make them um, halftime shows for NFL games. But since then, most of the time, it's been a player fee. 
Um, there's been a lot of organizations or leagues come in and out that have promised paying players, um, but that has they have come and gone. There's minimal actual payments going on. Um, if you know about teams and players that are getting paid, um, let us know, and we will be more than happy to interview them. We at, at the Dallas Elite, we have some paid players, um, but not every player is paid. So it, it's kind of a, they, they have to accomplish certain tasks and they have to do certain things to be able to be uh, a played status or a paid status. Sorry, I'm going to get that wrong all day today. Played and paid. But um, typically, players are charged a player fee on our team. It's called a training fee, um, and that helps to um, lessen the cost of training facilities and the training materials that we use to train girls how to play football. Um, depending on the team, depending on the division, that player fee can be anywhere from $100 to $1,200. Some teams have charged upwards of $1,500. Some teams divide them out and they have a player fee and a fundraising amount. Um, other teams will have a set fee, but you can um, deduct from that fee if you uh, participate in certain activities or you go and do certain things. Um, some teams even do it in a point system. That is completely up to the team. So it's hard to compare apples to oranges when you say, oh, this team only charges $100. Oh, this team charges $1,000. That might be true, but um, each team ha has the autonomy or the ability, the control to be able to participate in what things they want. And they each have their own set of rules. Um, with that being said, I always recommend teams set up player fees to um, kind of match when uh, dates up leading up to the league, uh, leading up to uh, game one. Um, and again, teams are able to change that whenever they want or, or set it however they want. But I try to make sure that all of those responsibilities are completed. And I say I by meaning our management team. Um, our management team, we try and set up a calendar that takes care of all those things ahead of time so that when we hit season, we know everything's taken care of and we're ready to rock and roll. Other teams set it up a little differently or they just do one fee. Other teams require each player to get two sponsorships and they don't take fees from the player. It, it's all relative. It's still about the same amount of money. Um, typically what happens is a team that charges less for the players doesn't provide as much stuff. So for example, a team that charges less um, might not pay for buses. You might get vans or they might travel to the games by car. It, it all depends. So with that being said, um, if you're interested in playing football and you are in a location where a WFA team is, check with those teams and um, know that there is probably a player's fee associated with playing women's football in 2020. With that being said, most teams are getting ready to start practices. Some teams started practices as early as October, November, and December. That's some teams. I'd say a majority of teams are starting them this week and next week. 
And um, we start our practices with kind of an official player orientation slash player camp. And then we get on to practices after that. Our player camp typically takes up a whole Saturday and Sunday. This year, I think ours is going noon to six on Saturday and 10 to noon. Uh, what time is it on Sunday? What time is the camp on Sunday? Oh, football camp? Uh, nine to one. Okay, so 12 to six on Saturday and nine to one on Sunday. Okay, so that includes orientation and policies and procedures of our team as well as um, a practice or two per day. So some teams start out with two-a-days, some teams start out with one-a-days, some teams just get into practices and don't cover the policies. Um, I like to cover the policies because I don't want any questions as to what is required and what people are responsible for. I find that even though people have signed their contract, a lot of times they haven't read it, and so they don't even know what they are responsible for. The contract can have things in there from social media conduct to conduct on the field um, to how do you um, anything how do you how you wear your equipment. Um, you're not allowed, you know, for example, you're not allowed to have your socks down at your ankles. They have to be pulled all the way up to the knees, whatever. Um, depending on the team, they may have put some policies in place as to that go as far as how to wear your uniform. So with that being said, the player camp is kind of, again, individual per team. Teams do different things and um, make it more of a orientation um, but there are um, some teams that just go straight into practices and um, start getting ready there. With regards to our camp, uh, we will have some orientation. We're going to get people ready for uh, the team, the practices. We're also going to explain to them our policies and um, what is expected of them, um, what can get you kicked off the team, what will keep you on the team, um, safety, security, etc. All the different things that have to go with women's football. Um, for those teams that have not done that before or maybe are new teams this year, they might not know what they need to do um, or what they need to include in that orientation. And I'd be more than happy to put that up on the owner's page for them to um, get that stuff prepared and ready for their own camp. With that being said, once the camp is done, or teams don't even hold a camp, <coughs> which is perfectly fine, practices typically happen two to three days per week. Um, some teams have mandatory practices and they only hold them once a week, etc. Again, there's a lot of autonomy and a lot of um, self, uh, I guess, regulation, self, I don't know, protocol. Each team gets to do what they want to do um, within the rules and bylaws of the WFA. So um, some teams do weekend practices where they have just Saturdays, Sundays. Some teams have practices um, on weeknights, um, depending on the accessibility of practice fields. Um, I always th thought it would be great to be able to do like a Saturday afternoon and a Sunday morning 
and that way you can limit your cost of fields because you always have daylight. You don't have to look for a field with lights. So um, that's a possibility, but um, each team decides differently, and that, of course, is also based on um, coaches' availability and the number of coaches you have. With that being said, I'm going to kind of go into coaches uh, before we get into the Sun City Stealth um, El Paso, Texas interview. For those teams that are new to the WFA or maybe are um, in the midst of growth, I've had a couple people say, how many, how many coaches do I need? Well, typically I've had teams be very, very successful with four coaches. I've had teams, or let's say I haven't had teams. I have seen teams be very successful with four coaches, but I've also seen teams be very successful with 12 coaches. Um, we typically at the Dallas Elite typically stay between the um, 8 and 14 range on coaches. Um, this year, it seems like we're going to have a really good group. I think we're going to be at around 10-ish. Um, a lot of our team, a lot of our coaches return year after year, and so as a newer team, you have to build that rapport and build that base to where you you might have four coaches this year, and then next year you might be able to bring on two more and two more, etc. But if you are sitting at four, I recommend also putting some um, job posts. Um, a lot of people think that on Facebook you can only do job posts for paying jobs. But you can actually do volunteer. So when you go into and do a job post on Facebook, there's a section there where you can um, enter pay. You can either put in pay varies or you can say pay is voluntary, volunteer. Um, and then they know right uh, away that they are um, responding to a volunteer position that there's no pay associated with it. Um, I hope you guys um, have enjoyed your time off for the New Year's, Christmas and New Year's holidays, I guess I should say. All the different holidays that happen between um, October and December, or October and January. Super excited because that we are getting ready to hit the ground running in women's football, and it doesn't stop until July. So take a deep breath, maybe get a massage, maybe relax a little bit, but um, today is the beginning of um, women's football for 2020. You guys have a great week. I'm going to shoot you into the Sun City Stealth interview. They're out of El Paso, Texas. We're excited to have them in the WFA. If you have any questions or you're interested in being part of the El Paso team, um, shoot them a line. You can go onto Facebook and send them a message through Messenger and um, connect with them. Welcome back to Women's Football Success. Today I am interviewing some people from the Sun City Stealth with the WFA. Hi, hi guys. Hi. We got ladies and gentlemen on the line today. So real quick, I'm going to talk to the owners first. Owners, can you share with us your name and your title? Hi, I'm Derek Smith and I am co-owner. I am the Chief Experience Officer and my partner is Robert Rodriguez. And he's the Chief what? Well, so you have to finish it, Eric. You're gonna start it. <laughs> well, I was, I was giving it to you. Like the yeah, chief command officer. 
Uh, I guess we have to start that over. No, that's awesome. That was perfect. No, uh, so real quick. So, go ahead. So it goes to show who's, who's the one that's in charge. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I love the first, when I first started talking to them before the show started, I love the chief branding officer and the chief experience officer. So tell me real quick, what is the chief experience officer do? You want me to tell them, Robert, or should you? You go ahead. You, yeah, you got this. <laughs> All right, well, the chief experience officer is the one that's uh, had the experience with the football aspects of it. Um, I've been involved with different football aspects since high school, college. Uh, I've coached high school. I'm still coaching high school. I've coached women's football. Um, I've been dealing with it for a long time now, so I've helped out a couple of other semi-pro teams around the area, and I'm currently helping out another one from El Paso which is the El Paso Brawlers. So I'm pretty involved in the football business around this area. So that's where that chief experience officer came through. Okay, so I totally was thinking like the player experience, like making it the best experience for the player. Can we add that in? Right, yeah, that, that's awesome because that's what we're trying to do is build good experiences for these players that are coming in and develop a good uh, brand, which is Robert's, Robert's side of the ball over there, but... It's going to be a great experience for these women that come out and actually be able to play tackle football. Awesome, awesome. So share with me what, well, first of all, how you found out about women's football, and then share with us why you guys chose to start a team. Well, I've known about women's football for a while, but most recently in the past couple of years, I was involved with a team over here in this area, and they were in the WFA for the past two or three seasons, and uh, I helped with them. I helped coach with them, and uh, it was actually about 45 minutes away from El Paso, and El Paso was going to actually have a team. And then uh, there, was a, there was a show called Carpet DM on KFOX over in El Paso, and they asked, you know, I wonder when El Paso was going to get something like this. And it kind of put a little light in my head. I was like, you know what, let's bring it to El Paso, and um, that's where it all began at. Well, so real quick, I'm going to have you guys, because before the show, again, you guys, we talked about your name, and I want to share with you, the reason why I want to share that with everybody is because we went through a similar experience when we were naming our team a lot, 10 years ago, we were the, we ended up being the Lone Star Mustangs at the time, but we just went through all different names. So real quick, share with us how you guys came up with your name. Well, we were looking at different names, and we're looking at something that's kind of like unconventional, not something that's used a lot from everybody else, because, you know, like you said, Mustangs and mm -hmm. Bears and all these other teams have the same, kind of, the same kind of name. So we decided, you know what, let's go with something that's a little bit different. And um, I was thinking about it, and we were, we were thinking, like, well, what about, like, stealth? Like, the stealth mode, you know, being... Um, you know, being stealthy, going through the nighttime, and, and we're just thinking of different things. Mm -hmm. And um, and one of my other buddies like, yeah, you know, that would be pre that'd be pretty cool too. And um, you know, at owls, we're thinking about owls and owls around this area. Depending on who you are, they're known for different things. They're known for wisdom. You know, they're known for hunting their prey. You know, being stealthy and coming up on you and attacking you and 
you don't know you know when it's coming, you know? Mm-hmm. So we did that, and we were looking for some kind of mascot, and we were thinking, well, what else is stealthy? It's like, oh, okay, well, ninjas are stealthy. And so we kind of put the two together, and um, that's pretty much what we did is put them together. And then we came up with the colors because black is stealthy. You know, ninjas are known for black and all the other stuff like that. And um, this, the orange we use for the sun, the color of the sun for Sun mm-hmm. City. Mm-hmm. And the silver are for the weapons that we use to to take care of our business, you know. Gotcha. Um, it was a... Uh, it was a pretty long thought process, but I think it worked out pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah, we, so to share with you our story, we actually were driving down the road on a long trip from New Mexico um, to California, and we're going through different names, and we, we just went through all different, we, we were almost the um, Texas Homewreckers. Nice. Or the, or the Dallas Armadillo, no, I'm just kidding. We went through all different names and had, you know, our family was voting on it and everything, but at the time it became the Lone Star Mustangs. Um, thank God we weren't the home wreckers. So, um, so share with us real quick. Um, you talked about branding, so share with us kind of the background. It sounds like a lot of your branding is towards kids with the ninja and the stealth. Um, is that kind of the brand that you're you're going after? The so. I mentioned um, as far as him being the chief experience officer, his role as part is is the what, and then how we're, what we're going to bring as a product to both our organization and the community. Okay. And then my role will be how we're going to bring that vision to life. So from the business aspect, uh, the marketing and the advertisement will be to um, everybody, uh, everybody for all ages. Um, it is a football team, but of course. Um, uh, we cater to to the male population as well. Okay. And we work to the female because everybody is part of the community and everybody's welcome to the organization and be a part of this great team and we're to El Paso. That's awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and switch a little bit here and talk to or introduce um, the player that we have on. She's still there? Yeah, I'm right here. My name is um, Jasmine Kazan, um, known as JQ. Um, hopefully I'll be the QB1, um, that's my intro, <laughs> the reason that I tackle football, I play flag football, um, and I've just really grown to a lot of great passion of throwing the football, the physics behind it, and I have a friend, uh, she had played previously on uh, an attempt to, to with another tackle football team, so she just told me to go try it out, team up with her, and when I heard the gentlemen, the coaches, you know, their vision, they shared it with us as a team, and they've been wanting to bring something to El Paso that hasn't done, and it seems that uh, their foundation seems sturdy enough to maybe it'd, it'd be something good to, to be part of, at least to plant a seed, you know, for mm-hmm. any other young girls to come out and and just showcase, you know, that what El Paso can do as in a, a Texas city. Gotcha. So share with us real quick, um, your background. So what do you do day to day? Like what is your normal job? Are you a student or? Um, yes. Um, at this moment I'm a PhD student at the University um, of El Paso. Um, in um, so I pretty much work um, as a research student 
um, with one of my professors, and it's pretty much it. Gotcha. <laughs> Research books. Sorry, it clicked out. What major is, is your PhD in? Um, statistics, uh, data Stat science. Oh, how fun. <laughs> yes, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, is, is my, um, my relief, my stress relief. Right, yeah. I can see I can see where that would happen. So, when did you find out about women's football? Um, I think it was through Instagram. Uh, one of my friends, Kim, she had already mentioned about it. Um, and, well, unfortunately, El Paso, you know, we're a big, but still a small city. Not a lot of big things go down. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of impressive to get the word out. And and like I said, like these guys seems like they, they have the right idea. Mm -hmm. um, it, just, it, it wouldn't be. And when I saw the color was orange, it's my favorite color. It was, it was just, I was just drawn to it, and, and why not? Why not give it a shot? Awesome. So, had you, um, had you heard of women's football before? Um, not really. Um, never really was a football girl. I got into it through flag football, um, but I do watch a lot of NFL football now. Um, and the only tackle football that I would see was, I think those girls that are, I don't know, like the AFL like short shorts and stuff. Yeah. So when I saw my friend that was full pads and everything, I was like, oh. Yeah. That would be interesting. The especially. So I yeah I love 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 women's football. It's awesome. Like I said, I've been doing this for a long time, and it's so great to hear that more and more women are hearing about it. And you know, I consider it kind of the ultimate female empowering situation because you have these women from all walks of life and all different sizes and shapes and different skill levels coming together um, for one unified goal. I think it's awesome. I'm so glad you guys have a, a a team down there. I'm actually I actually went to high school in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and um, we'd have a lot of people go down to Las Cruces, New Mexico, for football. But um, I'm I'm so glad that you guys got something there in El Paso. So share with me real quick. Um, do you guys have any um, additional tryouts coming up or any events that you have? As far as trials are concerned, we had two trials. We had one in November and we had one in December. We just recently had one in December. Um, we gave a, a lot of time off for the holidays and kids being out of school and everything else like that. So we aren't going to start up until January 6th. It's going to be at 7 p.m. And it's going to be open practices for a while because, as you know, the WFA, they uh, have an open roster mm -hmm. for a little while. So we're still developing the team. We have a good, solid foundation right now. Mm -hmm. uh, we're encouraging more and more women to come out there and, and try it out. You know, you know, because some some people are going to go in there and they're going to they're going to like it at first, and then for one reason or another, they're not going to be able to do it, whether it's going to be their families or injuries or something else like that. So, correct. Um, we're trying to develop a good, solid team to where everybody that is going to be on the on the team is going to be involved somehow. Whether it's going to be a practice squad, whether it's going to be starting or backups or whatever. 
Mm -hmm. um, our main focus is to get women out there and have fun. Mm -hmm. You know, I want them to go out there and we want them to, to enjoy the experiences. We're not trying to get them out there and get all herds and hate everything in the world or, you know, something right. like that. We want them to have fun out there and take out their aggression and whatever they need to do. It's going to mm -hmm. be kind of a, a release therapy. And, mm -hmm. and we know that some people are going to get upset. Some people yeah. are going to not like this or not like that. But the totality of everything together is we're trying to come together as one team and do something that mm -hmm. El Paso really hasn't done, you know? Yeah. Well, a lot, I'll tell you, the, some of the most successful teams in women's football are the ones that um, create a family. You know, right. you, not, I mean, not everybody's going to be the starter. Not everybody's going to be first string. Um, and some people have kids and some people don't have kids. And, you know, just bringing everybody together and kind of um, letting everybody have a place on the team. The other part about that is you're right, you know, when you bring 30 or 40 people together, not everybody's going to like everybody. So I always equate it to a family. You know, there's some family members that you just don't like. You don't want to talk to all the time. So don't talk to them, but you can still play football with them. So, um, so it, and especially women, I don't know, I, you know, um, you guys have a little bit of experience working with women's football already, but sometimes it can be crazy getting 30 women to, to do the same thing, right? Right. Oh, yeah. It's hard, it's hard to get one sometimes. <laughs> oh. Them, you know? oh, my gosh. I can't believe you so said that. Oh. So. Um, it, no, it's, I mean, it's the truth. It's the same with guys, too. I work with the semi-pro football team, like I said, out on Paso, too. And the guys, I have more fun. I'm not going to lie. I have more fun coaching up dealing with the women's teams than mm -hmm. I do the men's team. Yeah. Because most of the women, they're there because they want to learn and they, um, you know, they want direction and everything else like that. A lot of the guys, oh, I already know this, I already know that. You know, a lot of times yeah. they, they think that they're they're too good for this, they're too good for that. And, and we have a pretty solid foundation. And, um, you know, I, I enjoy working with both sides. But if I do have a, a choice, it would be the women's because it's, I, I have more fun doing it. And it's, it's, it's a really cool experience being able to do that. I don't think a lot of people from the outside looking in um, could really know what it is unless they've actually been there. Right. And they've yeah. dealt with that first time, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, so how many, after the two tryouts, how many people do you kind of officially have on so far? Right now on the roster, we've been looking at it, and we have about 35. Oh, wow. That's very good. Yeah, that have gone through trials. And then there's other people that haven't been able to make the tryouts because for one reason or another, yeah. and they're going to be coming to the practices and stuff. So, I mean, we'll find out within the next month, month or two, see what kind of uh, right. foundation establishment that we have. Like I said, people are going to drop out. People are going to have different issues and stuff. But yes. um, according to the WFA, I mean, 30 people is, is pretty sufficient for the Division Three. A lot of them are going to have to understand that some might have to go on both sides of the ball, play offense and defense. Um, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to not want to play this position, but they might have to step into that position you mm -hmm. know, and uh, do what it takes to, to build the team. You know that's what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, no, it sounds like you guys are, are way – you're in the right direction. I think you guys are way ahead of the curve when it comes to that because um, a lot of people just say, okay, I have 17 people. We're good. And um, you guys are understanding that, you know, even though you have 35 now with injuries or the cost of playing or not being able to get off for work 
or people that don't want to come to practice. Um, you're going to, you know, you need to have 45 to really have 30. Um, because they're just going to get injured and, and or not want to play. And I'll tell you, there's some that, you know, they come out there the first few weeks, and they are awesome, and you're like, wow, this is going to be great. And the first time they get hit, woo, they're All like, right. I yep. can't do this, see you later. Um, so that makes a difference, too, and typically that doesn't happen till you know, February-ish or, or right. beginning of March, and then you're, it's too late. You're, you're Well, not too late time-wise, but too late for learning. All the things right. that you need to learn. So, um, but yeah. So we. Um, so tell me. So you have what's your what's your youngest girl and what's your oldest girl so far? Ooh, I'm not too sure about that. I think we do have an 18 year old on the team. And as far as the oldest, yeah. Just go on. Yeah, just go on looks yeah, if you don't I, know her actual age. Yeah, but be nice. Well, <laughs> oh, I think I think it's 36. 36. No, I no, think we have a couple that are a little bit older than that. Mm-hmm. One of the ladies told me she was 42. Mm, 42, 42. Yeah. okay. We have had, I'm not sure if it's the, the oldest, but I, we've had some teams in the WFA. I think the oldest has been like 56-ish. So, yeah, yeah that's pretty good. It was crazy. Yeah. It's, one of, the, one of the, the pre-trial workouts that we're having, uh, an older lady came out there, and she's like 60-something years old, but she was working in the drills, and she was doing the running. It was kind of cool. I don't know what happened to her. She probably got sore the next day. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's but, right. Well, good. It sounds like you guys are on a, a very good path. It sounds like you're going to be hugely successful. Real quick before we get going, so share with me. Um, go ahead and share your Facebook. Do you have a Twitter? Do you? Most people don't have Twitter anymore, but Facebook, Instagram, and your website. Um, the Facebook is under Sun City Stealth, and we have the pages page, and then we have Sun C Stealth, which is the people, person, thing, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and then we mm-hmm. have, um, well, the Instagram is the Sun City Stealth also. Mm-hmm. I believe it's under Stealth Football or Women's Stealth Football. And then the the website is www.sunsitystealth.com. Great. Well, I really appreciate having you guys on. And um, I would love to have you back on as we get closer to the season. And then maybe during the season to see how um, the ladies are progressing. I- I'm excited to see what you guys do. And uh, welcome to Texas. Well, thank you. And we appreciate you. you taking the time to uh, have us on the show. No and problem. hopefully everything works out well. And we'll be able to give some pretty good updates. Thank you so much. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.